caught and go to prison, or in the worst case, you could get shot. We knew about those cases, that refugees were being shot. So you have those three possibilities in your head, and you really have to think hard about it. But I spoke with my relatives, and we decided to do it. Finally, on the first Friday of October 1964, Hans-Joachim Tillemann got the news he'd been waiting for. The escape would take place the next day. We had to take just the most important things with us, like our important documents. We had to dress smartly so it would look like we were visiting a family party. The escape helpers, mainly students from West Berlin who could visit the East with day permits, gave the escapees a password, Tokyo. As they walked up Strelitzer Strasse towards the secret tunnel at number 55, they looked up towards an apartment building on the other side of the wall. One of the escape helpers was positioned with a lamp, so if we saw a yellow lamp, it was dangerous and we were supposed to turn back. We saw there was no lamp, so we knew we were going ahead. We got close to number 55, close to the border. It was really hard, a terrifying situation, because we didn't know if we were being watched. We went inside and took our shoes off so we didn't make any noise. Then it all happened really quickly. We were supposed to go into the tunnel backwards and turn around once we were a few metres in and we had to crawl through until we got to the other side. I wasn't thinking about anything happening. I was just trying to keep moving. I was about, it was about 10 to 15 minutes to get to the other side. But you just feel so tense, so anxious. You're not thinking, you're just moving. After crawling for almost 150 metres in a narrow tunnel, Tillemann was hauled up into the cellar of an abandoned bakery. He had made it to West Berlin. I couldn't take it in at first, nor could the other refugees I was with. We were all sitting on these piles of sand, and for the first few moments we were totally quiet. Of course, we greeted the escape helpers, but in those first few minutes we just had to calm down and just let all the stress and tension go. And only then could we express our joy. Hans-Joachim Tillemann was just one of the 57 East Germans who escaped via the tunnel, the biggest tunnel escape in the border's history. But it didn't take long for the authorities to spot it. They shut the tunnel down the very next day. Over the years, border fortifications got stronger. But gradually, some of the travel restrictions began to ease. Visiting permits were issued for people on both sides of the wall. Jump a few more decades forward to the end of the 1980s and the Soviet Union and Eastern Bloc was beginning to crumble. Spurred on by liberal reforms in Poland and Hungary, by the autumn of 1989, East Germans were taking to the streets to call for change. When a mass protest in the city of Leipzig remained peaceful and the authorities didn't try to quash it, it was a watershed moment. But no one expected what came next on the night of November 9th, 1989. 
Hans-Joachim Tillemann, who had fled the East years before, was at home in West Berlin. We saw it on TV, this sensation with Schabowski's announcement reading off his piece of paper. East Berliners will now be able to travel across the border. And of course, we didn't believe it at first, but it set off an avalanche. The masses ran to the border and... There was a huge storming of West Berlin. I remember they were coming in their trabants, honking their horns all night. It was really joyful, of course. It was so hard to get your head around it that it was really happening, that the border was really open again after 28 years. That report was by Lovday Wright in Berlin. Hans-Joachim Tillemann was one of millions who watched in disbelief as Günter Schabowski, an East German official, stumblingly announced during a press conference on the evening of November 9th, 1989, that citizens of the German Democratic Republic were free to travel to the West. Nobody had seen this statement coming. In response to a journalist who asked him when the new travel regulations would take effect, Schabowski looked down at a piece of paper and said, as far as I know, immediately. DW's Anke Rasper recalls the night the Berlin Wall fell. I was, um, I was studying in Berlin at the time, in West Berlin, um, as a young student, and I was actually in the kitchen of a friend's, and we were, you know, preparing dinner and been invited to cook with him. And he lived not very far from the wall, was in Kreuz 